What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Ryan Gosling and the movie Standing Up, Falling Down. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Ryan Gosling, who is one of my absolute favorite actors. I think he's one of the best actors of his generation, and I find his career to be super interesting and fascinating. And famously, Gosling's career began on TV as a member of the Mickey Mouse Club, along with Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. And then his film career began in a small bit part in the film Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. I watched that movie today, and I think Ryan Gosling is actually really good in a few scenes in that movie. But when we look back at the career of Ryan Gosling, we all know the breakout moment is The Notebook. I've known about this movie since 2004 when it happened, and Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams became movie stars the minute that movie came out. We all knew the name Ryan Gosling, and we've all known it since. And that was before the Nicholas Sparks movies became a recurring joke. Those movies were really big back then. You had a walk to remember and then you had this film which produced major movie stars in Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. I mean, they blew up because of that movie. And what Gosling did with that fame is really interesting because nowadays when an actor appears in a movie like that, like a romantic comedy or in the case of The Notebook, a romantic film, they tend to do more and more of them. But Ryan Gosling went the other way. He used that stardom to be in smaller independent films. He was in the movie Half Nelson with Anthony Mackie where he received his first Oscar nomination and he was also in a small movie called Lars and the Real Girl with Patricia Clarkson and Emily Mortimer. I mean it was weird interesting movies that Ryan Gosling was interested in being in and those are exactly the kind of movies he's made since appearing in The Notebook. He has not been in any movie similar to The Notebook book. He used that movie to captivate his fame, and I think he's done it in a really smart and interesting way. I feel like Gosling had his eyes on the long term. He knew that if he kept being in movies like The Notebook, he would have short-term success, and he would be super rich and famous for a short amount of time. But to be in movies like Half Nelson and Lars and the Real Girl, he proved he is an excellent actor. He went from movie star to really good actor, super super fast, faster than maybe anyone's ever before. If there's one year for me that defines the career of Ryan Gosling, it's 2011. For me, it's the best year of Gosling's acting career. He starred in three films, Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell and Emma Stone, Drive with Carey Mulligan and Brian Cranston, and Ides of March with George Clooney, Paul Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood, and the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. All three films show that Gosling can be a great dramatic actor while also being super hilarious. He is an insanely versatile actor. That year might be the best acting year of that decade. All three of those films are three of my all-time favorite films. Crazy Stupid Love, I've seen that movie in total probably 15 times. I absolutely love the movie Drive. It's probably better than Baby Driver, even though I really love of both films. And then you have Ides of March, which is probably the last great film directed by George Clooney. George Clooney, this is his masterpiece. I love this film. Ides of March 
Watch is so rewatchable. I just saw it recently and it still holds up. Evan Rachel Wood is incredible in that film. The supporting cast, including Clooney, Paul Giamatti, and Philip Seymour Hoffman are all incredible in that film. Marissa Tomei, that is probably one of the best cast films of the last 30 years. Another thing I really like about Ryan Gosling is his choice in filmmakers that he's worked with. And there's two in particular that he's worked with twice that I absolutely love. Directors Derek Sianfrance and Damien Chazelle. He's worked with Sianfrance on Blue Valentine with Michelle Williams and The Place Beyond the Pines with Bradley Cooper. And with Chazelle, he's worked with him on La La Land with Emma Stone and on First Man, which I think it was the most underrated film of 2018. Ryan Gosling should have gotten an Oscar nomination for his portrayal of Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. And when it comes to Sion France, I just think he's an incredible director that not enough people talk about. Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine are two incredible films where Gosling gives two of his absolute best performances. It's the most I've seen Ryan Gosling feel alive, like he's out of control in the place beyond the pines. He's incredible in that movie, and he's also incredible in Blue Valentine, where he's kind of playing a creep. In recent years, Gosling really has gone back and forth between drama and comedies. He's just as good in movies like Blade Runner 2049 with Harrison Ford and Song to Song with Rooney Mara as he is in comedies like The Big Short with Steve Carell and Christian Bale and The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe. The Nice Guys was one of the best movies of 2016. His 2016 was on fire. Gosling was in La La Land, which is one of my favorite films of the year, and The Nice Guys. He was in the best musical of the past decade in La La Land in one of the funniest buddy cop movies ever in The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe. Ryan Gosling's 2016 is incredible. If you have not seen The Nice Guys, that is the number one Ryan Gosling movie recommendation I can make to you right now. That movie is incredible. He is incredible in it. The scene where he breaks the window is the funniest movie scene of the past five years. And we can't talk about Ryan Gosling without talking about Emma Stone, whom he's worked with free films on as romantic leads in Crazy Stupid Love, Gangster Squad, which is underrated, and La La Land, which, like I said, is the best modern musical. I really want them to reteam for future films. They are two of the best actors on planet Earth, and together, they bring out the best in one another. Here, in my opinion, is the best performance of Ryan Gosling's career. Now, he's given so many of my favorite performances that this was hard to narrow down, but for me, when I think of the name Ryan Gosling, I think of the movie Crazy Stupid Love, because not only does he have insane amount of chemistry with Emma Stone in that movie, he also has an insane amount of chemistry with Steve Carell. I've never seen an actor have such good chemistry with two actors in the same movie. Again, like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, I've watched that movie 15 to 20 times in my life, and every time I watch it, his performance is the thing I'm most impressed with that movie. It's aged so well. He's such on fire in that movie. He's a tortured guy who's lonely who wants to have a girlfriend while also being the funniest thing on screen. I absolutely love Ryan Gosling in that movie. I think an interesting critique of Gosling is that he only has two character types. I've heard this over and over again, that he can only play the charming lead or the stoic guy like in First Man. Like, he only has two types of characters that he can play 
away with. But I think that's completely wrong. Like you watch movies like Blue Valentine and The Place Beyond the Pines and La La Land and even The Big Short. I think he's one of the most versatile actors of his generation. And I feel like unlike most leading men, he's not boring on screen. He is always interesting, which I think is the most important thing to be in a movie is to be interesting. And for me, Ryan Gosling is always interesting. Upcoming films from Gosling include The Gray Man with Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, directed by the Russo brothers, The Wolfman from director Lee Winnell, The Actor, directed by Duke Johnson, and Project Hail Mary from directors Chris Lord and Phil Miller. I would definitely put Gosling atop the list of the best actors without an Oscar win, along with Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield. He's consistent and one of the best actors of his generation, and here are the performances you need to check out to admire this man's work. Remember the Titans, The Notebook, Half Nelson, Lars and the Real Girl, Blue Valentine, Crazy Stupid Love, Drive, The Ides of March, The Place Beyond the Pine, Gangster Squad, The Big Short, The Nice Guys, La La Land, Song to Song, Blade Runner 2049, and First Man. Watch these films and you, like me, will understand that Ryan Gosling is one of the best actors around. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Standing Up, Falling Down. Here's a quick synopsis. Scott is a struggling stand-up comic who moves back in with his parents and starts up a surprising friendship with his dermatologist, Marty, who is dealing with his own personal problems. The reason I checked this movie out in the first place is because of the two stars of the movie, Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal. And boy, did this movie live up to the hype, and they are the biggest reasons why. First off, 2020 was the breakout year for Ben Schwartz. He was the star of one of the biggest movies of the year, Sonic the Hedgehog with Jim Carrey and James Marsden. He, of course, voiced Sonic. He was also in the Netflix comedy Space Force with Steve Carell, and in this film, he showcased cases his acting ability. He's always been funny, but in this, he was also great in the dramatic moments. I've loved Ben Schwartz since I saw him in the movie. This is where I leave you with Jason Bateman, Adam Driver, Corey Stoll, and Tina Fey. I also, of course, loved him in Parks and Recreation, and I hope his success keeps coming his way because I want Ben Schwartz to become a household name, and I think he is on the cusp of becoming just that. Schwartz will next appear in the Apple TV Plus comedy After Party with Tiffany Haddish, Alana Glazer, Ike Barinholtz, Sam Richardson, and Dave Franco, and of course, in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Also in this movie is Billy Crystal, who is super famous, and he has had an amazing career. One might say his movie career is super underrated. He has been the star of hit films like When Harry Met Sally with Meg Ryan, City Slickers, Analyze This with Robert De Niro, The Monsters, Inc. films with John Goodman, and Monsters Universe which I think is the most underrated of the Pixar films. Nobody talks about Monsters University, even though, in my opinion, it's just as good, if not better, than the original film. It is the sneaky, sneaky good Pixar movie that nobody talks about. It's Monsters University. In this film, Standing Up, Falling Down, Billy Crystal gives by far his best dramatic performance of his career. He was so believable as this 
guy, Marty, who's dealing with his alcoholism, who's had a failed marriage, who lost his wife. I mean, you really feel bad for the character, which is exactly what the movie is going for. Billy Crystal is very believable in this movie, and I find that to be kind of surprising. I didn't know Billy Crystal had this kind of movie in him, but a lot of comedians really do because they they think about pain and suffering all the time in their comedy. They just make you laugh so you forget that they're capable of being sad. And I think that's the case with Billy Crystal. I had no idea he could be this good in a dramatic role because he's been making me laugh for the last 20 years of my life. What's impressive about this performance is Crystal is still really funny while also making you feel really sad for his character. I think this is one of the best performances of 2020 not to be nominated for a Best Supporting Actor nomination at the Oscars. That's how good Billy Crystal is. And Billy Crystal is at this point in his career where he should be getting Oscar nominations if he does anything good or decent on screen. I've seen a lot less performances get Oscar nominated than the one that Crystal gives in this movie. He is all-time good in this movie. I'll also say this about this film, Standing Up, Falling Down. This is the number one movie that is an example of how important chemistry is. The chemistry between Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal is what makes this movie special and unique. This movie is filled with cliches that I don't agree with that if other people were in this movie I would probably find this movie bad. But because Ben Schwartz is really good and Billy Crystal is really good and they are incredible together, I am willing to let all of that go and just enjoy the movie for what it is. That is why casting a movie is the most important thing about the movie. Bad script doesn't matter. Bad plot doesn't matter. If the actors are interesting and have chemistry together, a bad movie can turn good. I'm not telling you that this movie would be bad without these two people in it, but I would not find it nearly as compelling without Ben Schwartz or Billy Crystal. I didn't really even care for the plot at all. I just wanted these two guys to spend time together and we've seen this time and time again. It's why the buddy cop genre is so special and this isn't a buddy cop movie but think about buddy cop movies. Do we ever really care about the plot or do we only care that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are together again and in a movie like this which is a weird indie we care about Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal. They make this movie special together. This is why movie stars still matter and this is why chemistry is the most important thing when it comes to movies. Because there are some scenes in this movie where they are not together, where the movie really isn't interesting at all, but I'm willing to let that all go and continue to enjoy the movie because the two of them eventually will be on screen together and make me laugh or make me feel something. They are so good in this movie together. That's a duo I'd like to see together on screen again. Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal, which is so interesting to say because they're both known for their comedy, but they're so good in this indie drama. Another thing I really did like about this movie is that Ben Schwartz's character, Scott, is a struggling stand-up comedy. I feel like most movies that would deal with this subject, a character like that would have a lot of success. No, I think this movie shows the real struggle of wanting to become a stand-up comedian. I also like this idea. I found this movie to be 
super realistic in this idea that Scott only became funnier and funnier when his comedy became more personal. To me, that feels like a real-life lesson that comedians actually have to go through. I feel like another version of this movie would be bad if they only dealt with the fact that Scott moves back with his parents, continues to do the same old jokes, and then gets funnier at some point. No, his comedy was actually coming from a more personal place, and that's when he became funnier and funnier. And to me, that's the most honest depiction of being a stand-up comic I've probably ever seen in a movie. Because too many of these movies, they're either become the biggest stand-up comedian of all time, or they give up comedy altogether. I feel like this was a super honest depiction of being a struggling stand-up comic. Because too many people think that being a comedian is about writing funny jokes. No, it's about making other people feel like you are a real human being that they can relate to. And that's the lesson that Scott learns in this movie. And that lesson, I really did enjoy that about this movie because this movie could have taken a really bad turn about how they dealt with his stand-up career. But in the end, I really enjoyed it. And of course, I enjoyed the Billy Crystal and Ben Schwartz aspect of this film. This film is super good for a small indie film. More people need to check out this movie. I, for one, really do check out movies to see if a duo is going to work out. Like, that's what got me curious in Standing Up, Falling Down, is I wanted to see if Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal had chemistry together. I know they're both funny guys. I know they both have that comedic background. But I wanted to know if they had chemistry on screen. And then when you realize they do, you're willing to go anywhere the movie is going going to go. That's how powerful chemistry is and that's how rare it is and that's why, yes, you see a movie and you're like, wow, that guy's going to be in a movie with that guy. That's going to be incredible but when that thing actually lives up to the hype, it's an amazing feeling. It's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're like, Brad Pitt and Leo are going to be in a movie together and then it turns out to be better than you ever could have imagined. That's what Standing Up Falling Down is. I saw this movie because Ben Schwartz is in it and I liked him from other past projects and Billy Crystal who's been one of the funniest people on planet earth for the last 50 years oh they're doing a movie together I heard it's good I should really check this out and then you watch it and you're blown away by it because they give the two best acting performances of their career I think Ben Schwartz is really special in this movie and I think Billy Crystal gives the best performance of someone who wasn't even in the awards race for an Oscar. He's that good in the movie, and I hope in the future Billy Crystal does get some Oscar love. I mean, the guy's hosted the thing like nine times. Maybe it's time for him to actually bring home the trophy of his own and win the thing. Crystal's next projects include Here Today, a comedy with Sharon Stone, Kevin Klein, and Tiffany Haddish, which Crystal also directed and co-wrote, and he will also reprise his role as Mike Wazowski along with John Goodman in the Disney Plus series Monsters at Work. I also think another interesting thing about this movie is it's a hidden gem. No one's heard about it. Yet it stars Ben Schwartz, a guy who's relatively well-known, who was in the biggest movie of 2020. Yes, Sonic the Hedgehog made the most money out of any movie of 2020. I know the pandemic played a huge part in the reason why, but still, you'd think this guy is well-known right now. And Billy Crystal, a guy who's made you laugh for the past 
50 years, yet they are in this movie together and nobody seems to care. I love hidden gem movies and standing up and falling down certainly is one of those. I definitely recommend you watch the movie Standing Up, Falling Down, if not for the sole reason that it stars Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on the career of actor Ryan Gosling and the movie Standing Up, Falling Down. Next week is a jam-packed episode where I will put the spotlight on the career of actress Nicole Kidman and the movies Wild Mountain Time starring Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan and The Nest starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.